Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, visit geico.com. And yes, Jonas Knox in once again from Mike Harmon, who again continues to say, Mike Harmon taking this week off. What is he doing to everybody? Oh, he's just leaning back and spitting in your face as a listener. No respect, doesn't care about your Thursday night, doesn't care about your commute, doesn't care about you listening to the show. It's about him. It's Mike Harmon, Mike Harmon, Mike Harmon spitting in your face Spit as a listener. Spit in your face! Damn straight. You know what he told me today when I talked to him? What's that? He said, I can't get tickets to White Sox games. <laughs> Why, they cancel the season? 
they cancel the season. By the way, the Cub fans out there, I know I know it's a very Cub slanted media town. Everybody roots for the Cubs. The ball washing media for the Chicago Cubs who try to p- poke fun at the White Sox for their lack of attendance. Did you see how many people showed up to the day game earlier between the Cubs and Pirates? Whatever the number is they're going to give you, I'm telling you it's a full-fledged lie. That stadium was empty. Wrigley was empty, too. It's tickets sold. They, that's they go. We go by tickets sold. You have many people through the turnstile? Yeah, no, that's too embarrassing. We can't do that. Yeah, it, so I, and I'm curious to see what number they're going to give you because there was a point, like at the third inning, they showed the crowd, and it was empty. There was nobody there. <laughs> I first learned that whole ticket sold thing, which we'll get into tonight with the Marlin situation. Like back when I would go to Syracuse Chiefs games, I've never been to any more games in my life than Triple A team for the Blue Jays. Now I love the minor league games, man. There's minor a, league games are the best. Oh, the Mets are taking over next year, so it's like Syracuse and the Mets, like chocolate and peanut butter for me. And so we would go to a game, and they would say, you know, it's like middle of April tonight's attendance six thousand seven hundred and forty-two, and I'd look around, and my dad and I would go. There's like 85 people in the stands. Oh, yeah. oh, they just count the tickets yeah. sold. Doesn't matter if you come to the game or not. Just the tickets sold. Yeah, it's such crap. That's been the big knock on the Mayweather-McGregor fight. They always talk about how the big numbers it did and all that. Like the the arena wasn't wasn't sold out. Like it wasn't no. so, it wasn't sold out. There were a ton of empty seats there. Uh, your official attendance uh, 29.9 for the game today yeah, in Chicago. That's bogus. That's crap. There was more people in Murphy's afterwards. Wow. Than at the game. That's, Look that's at crap. You. Yeah, that's crap. Wow, you can never go back to Chicago again. A little Chicago knowledge, which makes sense being we're not on in Chicago. So that's, uh, that's always fun. A uh, big story in Major League Baseball. Another big night for Shohei Otani. We have that coming up in 15 minutes. But the Colin Kaepernick story, not quite exactly how it was presented. The story that broke today shocked me. When this story first broke, I said, this shocked me to the point where I can't believe this is what's reported. I can't believe that this is true because the ramifications of if this story is true as reported, this is the worst nightmare for the NFL. Yeah. The Seahawks arranged for Colin Kaepernick to come in and work out this week. Team officials postponed the trip when, according to sources, Kaepernick declined to say whether or not he would stop kneeling during the anthem next season. Now, this is the smoking gun that the whole world would need when it comes to, hey, Kaepernick's being blackballed by the NFL. And they have been so careful throughout the last 18 months, to, hey, listen, this is not a, that suddenly now this gets out. A source says they told Kaepernick, you know, if you're going to kneel, we're going to postpone your workout. Whoa, this was so shocking. It was like I'm seeing all these tumblers fall into place and be like, this is the worst nightmare for the NFL because now it's, hey, here come all the players saying, see, you're blackballing us. People are going to sue the league, not just Kaepernick. All these things are happening. When this story broke, I could not believe it. And we didn't get a lot of information right away. But when it broke, this was the story. I was absolutely stunned. And I I wanted to wait on it because I've learned, especially in this divisive era that we're in right now on social media where everybody's got a counterpunch to somebody else's punch, I wanted to wait a little bit to see, okay, what what really went down here? Well, you know, what really went down? And, of course, what ended up transpiring throughout the course of the day, you had back and forth. Ian Rappaport came out with it with a counter to that, saying, no, it was not about that. We uh, we, we had a conversation. We have, we didn't hear back from his people. So Ian Rappaport was saying it's not it, it's not exactly what you think it is. Ian Rappaport even countered and disagreed with what Schefter had said. And then Mike Florio jumped in. And, of course, he's taken sides with ESPN because he also had the report. It's just you don't – 
you almost don't know who to believe. You almost don't know who to believe out there. And I just go back to, to my original point on this is that, look, I, it's not unreasonable if you're, if you're wanting to get a job somewhere and the boss thinks that you may do something that's going to be distracting to the company and they ask you not to do that thing that's going to be distracting, they have every right not to hire you if they deem that what you're going to do is going to hurt their business. Sorry. See, I could take you a step further than that, but let, let's get to what the, the couple of differing opinions here. First was Adam Schefter's report today. Yeah talking about this is this is what's going on around the Seattle Seahawks and Colin Kaepernick. And by the way, the day after he was supposed to work out for Seattle, Kaepernick was being questioned in a deposition by NFL attorneys in the case that he's brought against the NFL to charge that he's been blackballed. Right. So we've case. got a team that essentially postponed a visit because of what he's doing at the time that the league's lawyers are questioning the quarterback about his stances and what's gone on here to see whether he was blackballed but, but, or not. NFL Live on the I know at some point Adam Schefter said, let me be clear. So that was <laughs> Schefter's report. Then Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider, said that what he was hearing was the story, was that the Seahawks talked to Kaepernick about what are your plans for the season. When it's because it's more than just kneeling, it's what do you plan on doing? What what is what is your plan? And when he couldn't really answer, that's when the Seahawks postponed the workout. That makes sense. And here's why. Because the NFL has been so paranoid about the blackballed situation. Because like I said, that's the worst nightmare. Suddenly, it's just, oh yeah, sources say, yeah, the Seahawks postponed it over him kneeling for the anthem. Yeah. Whoa, that's civil war. That, that it's, like, it's like Game of Thrones. It's suddenly, it's Syndergaard in the back, and he's throwing some kind of flamethrower, and here comes dragons, and they're all at the gate waiting to get to Roger Goodell. But this is what makes sense because... It's not about kneeling for Kaepernick. Kaepernick is a complete wild card. You can't trust him yes. because you don't know what he's going to do. And what I mean by that is this. When he had a chance to get back in the league, Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon, Jonas Knox, in from Mike, Fox Sports Radio. When he was going to get back in a few months ago, looked like the Ravens are working him out, other teams are working him out, hey, he could get back in. What happened? His girlfriend tweeted out a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio and Sam Jackson from Drango Unchained. Leo was a slave owner. Sam Jackson was a slave. Next to Ray Lewis and Steve Bishotti, Lewis with his arm around Bishotti, making the comparison that here's he's a slave owner. I can't blame any NFL teams for going, yeah, I don't want to sign up for that. I don't want to sign up for here's a guy who I could wake up one morning and suddenly, whoa, our backup quarterback is, is comparing our owner to a, a slave master? I'm not getting into that. And Kaepernick, this whole thing, he got dragged into this. You know, his his girlfriend, Nessa, who's a DJ in New York, she's very big in Black Lives Matter, and Kaepernick got to a very powerful point, very big social justice worry, and he could do a lot of great things, but he never really had a plan. It was never, I want to do this, this, and this. It's what's next. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about this. He did some really bad things. He's wearing socks with cops his pigs on on his on on the socks and he's wearing a Castro shirt in Miami I mean he wanted the dolphins to sign him he's a wild card if it was straight hey I this is what I believe in and I want to push for equal rights and I want to talk about black men dying in police custody which is something that was a really horrible thing and yeah. we had to fix that and he was a big instrument in that he's done a lot of good I'm not, you know, listen, he's done a lot of good. I'm the first person to tell you. He's done, great he's done things, a lot of, of good. Yeah. But when it comes to a football team, he also can do these things. 
So if it's a backup quarterback, is he really worth it to say, well, if, if one day I wake up and suddenly here comes a slave picture off his Instagram or his girlfriend's Instagram and whoa, 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 I get teams saying, hey, we want to know what your plans are. And if he says, I don't really know, can the Seahawks really say, ah, yeah, that's fine, you know, come on in. Back up, Russell Wilson, all this stuff. The Seahawks are one of the most liberal teams yeah. in the league. They have allowed so much over the course of the last two years when other teams said, no, we're not going to allow our players to do that. They were kneeling, holding. They were doing a lot of things on the side. Seattle is very progressive. And for them to say, yeah, we don't know, to me, that's the story. And I know there's there's a thought out there that maybe Seattle wanting to bring him in for a workout was – to try and drop the case against the NFL to see if, okay, well, you know, what about if, uh, you know, we give you a gig? And so there's there's that thinking out. There's all sorts of wild theories that are going on. But it just goes, it's like this. If you apply and you want to go work at a restaurant and the person that runs the restaurant asks you whether or not you're going to cover up your tattoos when you're serving tables because he would prefer if you did. And you tell him, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we'll give the job to somebody else who does know what they're going to do. It's just that easy. And everyone is turning this into this big, no, everybody's out to get him. No, stop. Be honest about it. I'm willing to acknowledge, I'm willing to acknowledge that he has stood up for, and it's a noble cause, and he's done amazing things off the field. I'm willing to meet you halfway there. But at least meet me halfway and understanding why some people may not want to bring the circus into the locker room. That's totally understandable. And if I was running a business, I wouldn't want a circus in my locker room, regardless of what the hell it is. I, I wouldn't want somebody who's coming in with a predetermined plan that may hurt business for me. Sorry, that's just the real world. 877-99 on Fox Twitter at how about a fresca Jonas at the Jonas Knox. If you disagree with him, he is at Swollen Dome. Yep. He will write you back. Colin Kaepernick could have taken care of a lot of things had he just done one thing. Had he just done a big interview, NFL Network, ESPN, Fox, whoever it was. This is who I am. This is my plan. And then I get a lot of people on social media going, oh, I've talked to people I know. Colin's a really good guy, and he doesn't want to. No, you can't tell me I talk to people who talk to people. No, he's very. he could very easily have helped himself by yeah. saying, you know what, this is who I am. This is, this is what I'm for. I am for equality. I am for better treatment of African-American men by police officers. I'm for better treatment and equality in this country. That's what I am for, and I'm, I'm going to tell you all these different things. And then... People know who he is. But I can't keep getting from people, no, you're stupid because I know a guy who knows a guy. And that's my, my timeline is filled with that. People defending Colin Kaepernick. No, you're crazy. Kaepernick is this, this, this. No, nobody knows. You can't tell me. You can't tell me definitively yes or no because we really have not heard from him. There's been no statements. There's been no nothing. He's been silent. For a guy who has a really powerful position is to where he is, you would think he would talk a little bit more. You would think he'd be involved a little bit more. Yeah. But it's not. And live your life and do whatever you want because be who you are. Don't be somebody you're not. But when you're too much of a mystery, too much of an unknown, I can't do that. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask somebody to marry me if they if I think their answer is going to yes. be I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, are you gonna you gonna stop with the fooling around? <sighs> I don't know. Whoa. I yeah. probably should, right? Yeah. But, yeah but, oh man. Listen, uh, I'm not willing to give you a firm commitment. <laughs> so when are we doing this? Yeah. Sorry, it doesn't work for me like that. Yeah. Fine. Let's get married anyway. Uh, well, then why not? Let's let's throw cards with. Let's take a chance. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. It's he's too unpredictable. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So there's a brand new controversy, 
involving Russell Westbrook. No, and it's not about, oh, he's stat padding with his rebounds. No, no. This comes from what was said during last night's regular season finale when Thunder play-by-play man Brian Davis described a play involving Russell Westbrook like this. Steal for Westbrook. Taking the bump. Russell looking for Ferguson in the corner for three. Bang! Westbrook is out of his cotton-picking mind in the first half. So that didn't go over well. And as a result, the Thunder have had conversations with Brian Davis. Uh, His comment was offensive and inappropriate, according to many. And a final decision on Davis and apologies are still coming. But this became a very big deal. It was very big on social media after it happened last night. And here's the thing with this. When you say a guy's playing out of his cotton pick in mind. I mean, he's trying to give him a a compliment. And he winds up saying something. That is offensive because back when the United States had slaves, slaves and picking cotton was a very popular form of what slaves would do for their owners. It also didn't really start with slavery. It started with actually just picking cotton, which is, you know, they did even before that. But it has a bad connotation. And it's not that anything has changed in the world, but because a phrase like this always would hit the ear wrong. Cotton picking mind. Whoa, really? You're talking about a, a black guy? I mean, cotton picking mind. But years ago, you could say something like that. You could, you know, 15, 20, 25 years ago, you could say that play by play on TV and nobody would say anything. But because we have changed and we're now more attuned to things that are offensive, things aren't said like they used to. This phrase has been around for a long time. You could say cotton picking, but you could say that in the 50s, 60s, and, and yeah. nobody would say anything. But now, thankfully, we are progressing, and when something like that is said, you know what? You can't say that. Like I remember in the NBA, even as late as the late 90s, how many times did you hear the phrase when a team was on a fast break, you would hear so-and-so leading the jailbreak? You were like, whoa. Dude, that is really offensive because you have five African-American guys most likely running down the floor and the play-by-play guy says, ah, the white play-by-play guy says so-and-so leading the jailbreak. Well, oh, because they're, they're all – but that was said. That was said so many times, and now you would never hear that. Anybody would say that to be – dude, you can't say that because now at least we appreciate – we understand, hey, something like this, this is not something that's okay just because it's always happened. And people have said it doesn't mean it's okay. Nobody loves their mom more than I do. I'll, I'll say it like I, I, she is everything to me, and I, I love my mom. She's my best friend in the whole world. I've been called a son of a bee probably two thousand times in my life. Never, I did just before yes, the show. Never one time, including the time when you called me it right before the show, <laughs> have I thought to myself, "They're calling my mom a name." It's just a term. It's been. It may have meant something different years and years and years and years ago, but it's. It, I don't. I don't. I don't take it literally, and I think sometimes we take terms way too literally. Way too literal. I think this is one of them. I understand that I'm not an African American, so I can't understand why that may. And so, uh, so I try to be as understanding as possible without knowing what it's like to be that and to feel those emotions. But at the same time, sometimes we just need to sort of take a step back and go, all right, what are they really meaning here? Are they really trying to take a shot? Is this is this real a real 
you know, shot, a personal shot? Is this really something meant to hurt and meant to sting? Or are they just talking and that's a figure of speech that's been used for years and years and years? And no, I, think, I, I think that's where it was at. It was more, yes, I'm just saying this. 100%. I don't think he meant, but it doesn't matter. That's something that can be taken really badly and it's something you got to stay away from. I mean, even though you, you said it, hey, I had no malicious intent. Yeah, but you still said it. So you still got to kind of own it, yeah. and that and that's that's how it is and, now. And he has, and the, and the Thunder said they had a conversation with him, and they said, you know, hopefully, you know, he will apologize for it. He swears he never that never even crossed his mind. It wasn't even something he was thinking about. So, but you knew that this was going to blow up into something big. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Couple of NFL stories that are going to dovetail into conspiracy theories. One. Absolutely, there is evidence, and one, I kind of think there is. The one that there's evidence of is, is Saquon Barkley going to be a member of the New York Giants? Giants are picking second. They have not gotten any offers to make them move down. The Bills have not said, look, take all our picks the first three rounds of the draft. So right now, the Giants are still picking second. At number two, likely available will be Saquon Barkley. Well, according to photos captured by TMZ, Barkley was videotaped and photographed wearing a Giants sweatshirt at a Pennsylvania barbershop. The sweatshirt is the one the Giants gave him during his pre-draft visit, but still, here he is wearing the Giants sweatshirt to a barbershop. Now... You can just say it's coincidence, it's this, but look, every guy, no matter how old you are, when you you pick your war, when you're going to wear something and make a statement, you put a reason for it. Now, if I'm just going out and I'm going, okay, I got my black pants on, I got to wear a shirt that matches, but when I decide, no, I'm going to go out and I'm going to wear a Mets or whatever else, you know when you're wearing something. So Saquon Barkley knows when I go out and I'm wearing a giant sweatshirt, People are going to see me. You know, whether that's him saying, hey, I'm putting it out in the universe, like, you know, because it works for LeVar Ball, so I'm going to put it out there. But l- let me let me let the Giants know, hey, I'd really love to be a part of your team. Let me know, hey, take me number two. Go ahead. It's okay. Now, do you think the Giants gave him any uh, reassurances that they would take him if he was there? You think the Giants told him, hey, listen, if you're sitting at two, we'll take you. You think no. that happened? No, th- yeah. there's there's no way. Uh, I know uh, Brady- he wouldn't be wearing a giant sweatshirt. He'd be saying, "Oh well, I'm just gonna be a giant anyway." My radio wife Brady Quinn told me a story when he was drafted or being drafted that John Gruden swore up and down that they were gonna take him. I mean, it was a lock they were gonna take him, <laughs> <laughs> and there he was sitting all the way until 22 in the green room. So so a lot of this stuff is 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 crap. Like to what teams? You know, it's it's rumor and BS time around the NFL. But that reminds me of like the Jason Terry story where Jason Terry to this day, I think, still sleeps in the opponent's uh, shorts, basketball shorts. He's been collecting them throughout the, over the mm-hmm. years, and he sleeps in them the night before no matter who he's playing, whether it's the Grizzlies or the Heat or whoever, he'll sleep in those shorts Right before then. Now, let me pose this question to you. I don't do that. Okay. Well, I don't. I, do I don't sleep in your shorts no. the night before and, we're going to do a show together. And I didn't okay. sleep in my Carmen shorts this time. Okay. This, but I'm okay. Not, but I'm not willing to commit that I haven't done it before. Go right. hard on a guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's a possibility. <laughs> let me let me pose this for you. If he's sitting there at three, are you willing? No to, way. 
No way. Are you willing? No way. Are you willing no to way. take a guy on the New York no Jets way. who was seen wearing a Giants no sweater way. in a barbershop? I can't. I can't. No, I don't care about. It. I can't take a. I can't dra- uh, trade three number two picks to move up to take a running okay. back. If he if it. he would have been wearing a Jets. And I'm not talking the new Jets. I'm talking the old 1980s or 19, oh. 1990s Al Toon Jets. Oh, yeah. With, with the, the Jet uh, logo? Yes. 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 The, yeah, best, yeah. the best logo That's they had. Sweet. Yeah. If he was wearing that in the barbershop, would you warm up to the idea of taking Saquon at number three? Yeah, but then I would say, boy, what kind of trade are we going to make to get him like at five or six? Because we're taking Baker Mayfield at number three. <laughs> we're taking a quarterback. How are we going to get him at five or six? I don't know what it's going to be, but okay. I think that would melt your heart, though, to find out that guy was wearing a jet sweater uh, inside a barbershop in Philadelphia. It's you know, it's it's nice. It, it, look, anytime you're wearing green in Philadelphia, you're okay. Yeah. I mean, it, would, it would be nice. It would be, oh, boy, they must have something up their sleeve. And wait, was it Philadelphia or was it just in Pennsylvania? It, you look, if it was in Philadelphia, that, we that's would a ballsy know. pick. No, we yeah. would know if it, if it wasn't in Pittsburgh because he wouldn't <laughs> do that. No, it's in. Look, the closer you get to Delaware and New Jersey, this is this is where it is. This is how we talk. We like Saquon Barkley. You know, this he was a local nightmare. guy. He's a, he's a Penn Stater, and he did a lot of great things. And he, he's always going to be family, no matter where he is. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting the hint from members of the staff that I may have sort of. Uh, turned into some areas where you like to go that they didn't want you to go here. You know why? Because my Pennsylvania accent, my, my Philadelphia accent, yeah. that's exactly how people talk, and they don't they believe suck. me. No one believes me, and that's exactly how people talk in Philadelphia. I didn't buy your Philadelphia accent, and do you know why? No, you no, you, you have to because it's whiz no. wit or whiz without. It was because you weren't wearing a Cunningham jersey eating horse crap <laughs> off the ground. That's why I didn't buy the Philadelphia <laughs> accent. <laughs> You know, while punching the yes. horse. Don't forget that. I'm going to eat horse Pardon crap. Me. Then I'm going to punch the horse. Then I'm going to punch me. it again. <laughs> eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter. At How About a Fresca. I love watching you there because I'm like, that's a drop we've heard thousands of times. It's about, you know, uh, the loser in a horse race would go in the fire, and we play it in the show all the time. But it's the first time you've heard it, and it was great seeing the oh, reaction it, through your. It's my eyes. favorite part when I fill yeah. in, when I fill in for uh, being the substitute teacher here. When I fill in on other shows, when I hear drops that I have no idea what the hell they are, that's my favorite part of filling in. Yeah, well, here's the whole thing. Let's play the whole thing. Right over there, you have the you can bet on a horse. You can bet horses. Yes, yeah, people like to bet horses, and yeah. here you eat the one that loses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the loser goes on the fire. <laughs> It's not a nice thing, but I mean, sometimes happens for real, huh? Sometimes it happens for real. I'm sorry you lost there, Winnie, (laughs) but you're going in the fire. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that, Snuggle Bunny, but you're going in the fire. Now let me throw you a complete potential conspiracy theory. Oh, here we go. Today, and you know, you mentioned this last time on the show, that sometimes... Just by someone liking something on Instagram yep. or on Twitter, yep. we get a week's worth of material. Yeah, some, if the right person, that we get a week's worth of material. Yep. Lamar Jackson, there's been a lot of talk of the Chargers and the Patriots being the two teams that want him in the NFL draft. And the Patriots have said a lot of things. Bucky Brooks, NFL Network, scout extraordinaire, has been saying a lot of things about Lamar Jackson, put out a picture of Lamar and Bob Kraft when, when they met. And Tom Brady, you know, say, hey, Lamar Jackson's a beast and liked it on social media. So now the story today is, hey, Tom Brady has given the blessing for his heir apparent in New England, and it's Lamar Jackson. Right now, that's that's just by, hey, Lamar's a beast. Oh, Tom Brady is saying it's okay for you to draft Lamar Jackson. 
Right now, let me throw this conspiracy theory at you. Here it goes. Lamar Jackson, since eh, the beginning of February, has made all the wrong moves. Didn't hire an agent. Has his mom doing things for him. And at the time, you can say, okay, he doesn't trust anybody, but he's going to have his mom do it because his mom trusts him. But when it happened... I said at the time, listen, you need somebody that knows things, that knows relationships and knows people and and is able to put you in a position to succeed. And, hey, we like, you know, this is what you need to do. You know, you want to impress people, people who know what the combine is all about, how they're going to help you through your career. It's not like these are evil agents that are going to rook you out of your money. You're a big NFL. You're going to be a big NFL player. You're a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, no one. You don't have to go sign with anybody that's just a fly-by-night company. You know, you're going to get somebody really big. But I'm going to have my mom represent me, and now that's a potential quote turnoff to teams. Forty-yard dash, a pro date. Nope, not going to do it. Not going to run the forty-yard dash. Did he get fat all of a sudden? I'm going to be slow. I'm not running the forty-yard dash. So all the wrong moves in theory, for Lamar Jackson. But let me throw this conspiracy theory at you. The Patriots love him so much. They have let it be known, and Belichick is telling the truth. We are going to take you in the draft, but we don't have the capital to move up as high as we want to. So don't do your best. Be a little standoffish, and we'll be able to get you. We got two first-round picks. We have to. We'll move up. Move up to like number 15 to get you or number 12 if we can, but we're going to get you. You want to come here? Yes, I'd love to be part of the the Patriot way. Yeah, great. Hey, worst case scenario is someone takes you before us and you're having a great NFL career, but we want you. So tank on things. And you've heard athletes many times say they didn't want to go to a certain team, so they blew an interview or they didn't show up for something. I don't want to get drafted by this team. I don't want to go here, so I'm not showing up. I I don't want them to take me. I don't want them to because I don't want to go play there. Patriots have told Lamar Jackson, back, you know, don't do the right things. Make teams back off you so we can get you there, so we can do it. How confident are you in this conspiracy theory? I'm at about 65% right, right. now. I'm about 65 Just because I see it at my daughter's level in softball. I coach my daughter's softball team, and there's girls that I know in the tryout didn't play well. And I'm like, why are you not playing? I saw I've, I saw you play last year. You, you, and, and, you know, the girl's like, no, I don't know, I don't know. And these are nine-year-olds. And it's because they want to get on a certain team and they don't want coaches to take them, go, oh, you're a really good player, I'm going to take you early. They want to be able to go, ah, you know, I don't know if this girl is any good, so you're going to sit there and one team is going to just load up and take you and all the other, all the other girls. It happens at every well, single level. Here's the only issue with that, and this is why I don't buy into it, Although I, but I love conspiracy theories. 65% but, okay. is pretty good no, for it a conspiracy is, it theory. Is, it is, but... There's a, there's a real possibility. So the, the we've got our first four quarterbacks, right? You got your Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Rosen, and Darnold. Those are the first four. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's part of that second tier group. Part of the second tier group with guys like Kyle Laletta and others that are sort of mixed in there. There's the real likelihood, and it's almost certain that six or seven picks in, four quarterbacks are going to be gone. You'd have to tank and suck every interview up so bad (laughs) in order to fall that far because there are going to be teams that want to get inside the top 10 but aren't able to do so because they don't have the draft capital to make it happen. So those teams are going to take the next best quarterback that's available, and the next best guys are 
Lamar Jackson, Laletta, and others. So I just I don't think there's any way possible that he falls that far. I think he's gone by the mid-teens. Well, let, let, let's take a look. Let, let's see exactly where we're at. Okay. Let's see where exactly we're at. When you get outside of five, that's the Broncos, yes. right? That would be the landing spot likely now for Josh Rosen, yes. who seems to be the faller. Then you get outside of that. You got the Colts at six. They're not taking a quarterback. No. They're still in on Andrew Luck. Tampa Bay at seven, Jameis Winston. Bears at eight, Mitchell Trubisky, yeah. your savior. San Francisco at nine, Jimmy Garoppolo. Raiders at 10, Derek Carr. Dolphins at 11, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. But then you get the Bills at 12, who would be all in, allegedly. Then you get to the Redskins at 13. They got Alex Smith, and you have the Packers. Then you have the Cardinals at 15. Cardinals. So right there, right around, I think that hook that begins with 11 is going to wind up being. Now, the Patriots have two first-round picks. Could they package them with one more to move up enough? I think they could. You know, Now, they're not the greatest picks. They're 23 and 31, but if they go, okay, here's 23, 31, and a player, or here's 23, 31, and a second-round pick next year, and they'll figure out to make other trades to get the second-round pick that they give up because that's the Patriots' do. That's going to convince a team to go, oh, you know what? The guys we thought, you know, once we get out of 10, once we get to 10, ah, they're not there. Okay, we'll take two first rounds. All right, the value is there, guys there. So they could move up there. That That's absolutely legitimate. Well, they will have to move up to yes, get him. Yes, of course. But if he, Lamar Jackson is that hot a guy, you, they just don't want to hear as the draft gets approached, boy, he could be a top seven, top eight guy now because the Patriots aren't getting that hot. Yeah, well, and, and also the other part of it, too, is – When's the last time during an NFL draft we've heard these reports and we were certain that the Patriots really, really liked a guy and they were going to take him if he was available? Like you never hear this stuff. No. This ne- this never comes never comes out of New England. So I think it's I think it's a smokescreen. I I would lean more towards the side of non conspiracy. I don't I just I'm not willing to buy it, but I do like conspiracies, so I, I do like the idea. So I you, wish it were true. So you think Belichick is saying, watch this, I can throw this story out there, make the Chargers give up a bunch of picks to get him. Watch, yeah. I can do this. Watch, I, mean, I can like, do this. Make the Chargers get him. And, be, and and also, if you're, I mean, what about Baltimore? Baltimore's got to be thinking about, doesn't Baltimore, it, aren't they No, picking? Baltimore's got RG3. They're all set, oh, man. They're all, Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> on my own snap face and all that. No, but what that that's the hook there for Lamar Jackson is that once you get outside of ten, that's when th- that's when you could start seeing him go. Unless you want to try to get up, you love him that much, but he's not rising. That's the thing about him; he's not rising, and he could get there. But right now, he's not that rising name. Baker Mayfield is rising, where the Jets are now at three, and they're thinking, okay, we like Baker Mayfield, but. Okay, we like Allen, but now Allen looks like he's going to be gone at number one. Maybe Darnold slips to us if the Giants take Saquon Barkley, but those are the guys that are rising right now. And and outside of Baker Mayfield, he's the rising quarterback. Rosen is falling, and you're still waiting to maybe see if Lamar Jackson is that guy. Mason Rudolph's the other one. Mason Rudolph could, could get in the late mm-hmm. late part of the first round. He's up there, too. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. So, tonight, the Angels won again. They are now 11-3 and in Kansas City. They roll over the Royals, and guess who had the biggest hit of the night? 1-2. That's out toward right center field. That's going to go all the way to the wall. Calhoun scores. Here comes Simmons. Valbuena being waved around. Otani on his way to third. Easily sliding in with a bases-clearing triple. 
Fox Sports West on the call. Shohei Otani, a bases clearing triple. He is now hitting 346 on the season. He's going to pitch on Sunday. He is everything everybody is talking about. The Angels now 11 and 3, 7 and 1 away from Anaheim after they beat the Royals tonight by the final of 7 to 1. And let's have a different conversation about Shohei Otani because I always say, look, Major League Baseball and networks are missing out on big ratings and growing the game because they're not putting him on national television when they know they can. You know he's pitching on Sunday. Put him on Sunday. Put him in the Royals on Sunday night. But instead, no, we're going to get the Rangers and the Astros, which that's great. The Astros are the champs, but this is Otani, and he's pitching. What would be great and what you would have to do at some point and put him on everywhere is if he DH'd and he pitched the same game. Now, there's so many ramifications to this if you had him DH and pitch in the same game because that would be something certainly, wait, 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 this guy's going to DH and he's going to pitch. Well, i got to see this. And number one, you could do it if you're the Angels in theory because this is what National League pitchers do all the time. They pitch and they hit, right? So you you could easily have Otani pitch and he can hit. But there's so many different things where if he comes out of the game – He's got to come out of the game, and the pitcher still needs to hit in that spot because he's technically the pitcher as the designated hitter. And if you wanted him to pitch and say he gets ripped, you're taking him out of the game. He comes out of the game, and he can't DH because you're taking him out of the game. So you'd have to put him at a position somewhere, but the pitcher coming in would then have to bat, so you would lose that. So while it you know it, it would sound great, there's so many things say, well, if he DH'd and pitched as to how that wouldn't work out for the Angels, but boy, I'd love to see it. How, what's the one manager who could figure out how to use Shohei Otani in the most ways possible? The one manager in Major League Baseball that would figure it out because he's done crazy, zany stuff like that before. Oh, wait, can I, can, can I say one fake one and then the real one? Yes. Right, Gabe Kapler. I mean that's a possibility. Okay. Look, Gabe look, 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 when you when you pull when you pull a David Copperfield and go out to the mound and call for a pitcher that's not there, you you my friend are capable of amazing things as a manager. But I'm what, calling Otani in. You don't have him on the team. I yeah. still want him to come uh, in. Yeah, he's with the Angels, sir. Uh, who's your real one? Oh, Joe Madden. Yes, hundred percent. Joe Madden would find he, a way to make it work, and he'd find a way to keep him in the lineup, and that's why. I know the the conversation we had before about he chose the Angels because there's not as much pressure and all of that, and if you go to the Dodgers, there's a lot of pressure, but I think we kind of missed out on some untapped possibilities and talking points with Shohei Otani when he didn't sign with Joe Madden. Oh, can you imagine Madden's press conferences? Oh, God. What would you say to Otani? I gave him some meatloaf lyrics. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Does he know who meatloaf is? Nope. He would just figure out a way. He's got guys playing all over in, in various positions, like players that have no business. Like Kyle Schwarber's not an outfielder. He has no <laughs> business being an outfielder. He should be a DH. But Madden's going to figure out a way to put him or bat him first or something like that. So I, I just – at what point do you think – because – He's going to make the all-star team. We, we know that, right? Oh, of course he yeah, is. It's a, he's going to get lock. voted in yeah, it's as be a, a pitcher and a hitter. So that's a lock. Is he, gonna... is he on the all-star ballot as both? I don't even know. Is yeah. he on the all-star ballot as both? That's interesting. I don't even know how, how fantasy baseball is figured out. Is it a sep- Do you have two separate guys? Because I don't, I don't do fantasy baseball. But I, I used to do it. Is, is it. Do you have to have Otani the pitcher and Otani the hitter? I mean, can if you draft him, 
Like, if you have a pitcher, like if I have Jacob DeGrom, and he has a game where he hits two, he goes two for four and he knocks in a run and he pitches seven innings, I don't, I don't get any of those at-bats. Like, are there two Otanis? Like, you have Otani the pitcher and Otani the hitter? I don't know. I don't that's, even know how they do it. Yeah, that's... This but I mean, your head spins when you think yeah, about stuff there, like this. There's, there's so many possibilities with this thing. Um, and so he can so he can DH if he's a pitcher. But once yes. he's taken out of the game as a pitcher, he can no longer DH. Right, and the pitcher comes in, and that spot has to bat. So it's almost like the pitcher coming in <laughs> replaces Otani at pitcher and designated hitter. Okay. Yeah, that probably isn't a good idea for late in game situations. I mean, can, you, can you imagine <laughs> so, that? Yeah, I mean, that would do it though. Yeah. That would do it. You say you know, like one game before the All Star break, or you know, one get whatever it is. Hey, we're gonna try it once here and see if it works. I mean, it would be awesome because everybody. I gotta see this. I gotta see a guy pitch and hit. Because now I'm thinking, like, man, if if only he would have been in the league 15 years earlier, because then you'd have the possibility of all of a sudden uh, he's DHing and he's pitching, and then and then it's the bottom bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, Angels need a run. Bases are loaded, and Troy Percival's got a bat. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> now, like now, that would be really, really something because now we see who else can hit in your bullpen, and that would be a good time. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare open a limited time 11 month certificate at kemba financial credit union at 5.25 percent apy it's more than triple the national average plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details offer expires may 31st 2024 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply 500 minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.